I think a big step in growing a business that's often overlooked is reflecting on it when you can. Welcome to the Step Into Clarity podcast. I'm your host, Marissa, founder of Quilling Co. and mentor of other designers just like you. Step into clarity with me as I have candid conversations about both the growth and the goof ups of navigating this wild ride of online business. Hello, friend, and welcome back to another episode of Step Into Clarity Podcast. I am thrilled that you are here today with me. Today's episode, I am doing a quarterly recap. I Hope that it'll be super transparent. I want to talk about the highs and the lows and talk about revenue, but also all the expenses that we made. I think that we see a lot of income claims and we don't get the full picture. We don't really see what people are spending their money on too. So hopefully I can provide a ton of transparency around everything. I wanted to do this episode because I think that a lot of People in my life are pretty tight-lipped about finances. For example, my mom is retiring this week, actually. Wow, like in a couple of days. So excited for her. (laughs) I realized that through all of this, I've never known how much money my parents make. I don't know what they have saved for their retirement, and I don't know how they got there. Expenses and revenue and all of this money stuff, it's something that people keep pretty guarded. It's something that we're taught to not talk about. I think that talking about it can be really beneficial in a lot of different ways. Like one, it opens up a possibility portal. For example, like Shannon from the Social Bungalow, she used to do these monthly recaps on Facebook and Facebook Lives. And I was obsessed with them. Like I loved watching them because It not only showed me what was possible to happen in business, but it really gave me an inside peek of like what was coming in and what was going out and what like is actually realistic for business. And then we hear a lot about $10,000 months, $100,000 years, but like, what does that actually mean? What are people spending their money on? How did they get there? Are they actually profitable? And like, how much money are they actually making? A lot of questions can go through our mind and hopefully I can shed a little bit of light on what's going on behind the scenes here at Quilling Co. I definitely don't think that like we're doing it perfectly by any means. I'm not a finance expert or an accountant or any type of money person. All that stuff is so foreign to me. I do love to track monthly revenue and always taking like a look at our numbers and trying to get a good big picture view of everything. And I just want to say like, there is no wrong way of doing this. I think that talking about money, there's no like perfect profit margin or any of that stuff. I think that there's like a lot of reasons behind the scenes of why people are spending money. It could be like to save money on taxes. It could be that they are um, investing a lot of money in their business up front. So they're not even planning on being profitable. Like there really is no wrong way. And we really don't know what's going on behind the scenes, even if we do see like the big picture view. You know, like there's a lot of motives behind what's going on. Let's go over January, which simultaneously feels like it was yesterday, but also so long ago. (laughs) Can anyone else relate to that? In January, we hosted our first summit. We hosted the Step Into Clarity Summit and it was 
so much fun. We had 15 speakers, including myself, and then over 2,000 designers registered and joined us. It was a lot of fun. It was also a ton of work. It was something that we were working on behind the scenes like four or five months before it even started. So it was a lot of work, but a lot of fun. Definitely worth it. I think that we learned a lot from it. And it my biggest takeaway was that it was so much fun to connect with people, have these conversations with people. And it ultimately inspired this podcast, which I think is so cool. We used um, Krista from Summit in a Box's um, course, and that was such a huge help since this was the first time that we hosted a summit. And I'd never done this before. I didn't even know where to start. So her course was so helpful in getting everything up and running and streamlined. And I'm so grateful for it. I heard from a lot of speakers that the process for for them behind the scenes was really seamless. So that was really nice to hear. And I think a huge part to Krista's course and of course to Olivia, my operations assistant that is running everything behind the scenes. She took such good charge of this project and did an amazing job. The summit could not have happened without Olivia and with Rachel's help behind the scenes. It was really all of them, I gotta say. This was a project that I handed off to the team and they executed it so well. It was still a lot of work for everything. I also had a lot of things going on in my personal life in January. We were looking for a new house, so house shopping took up a ton of time. I know it's like a really great problem to have to be house shopping. I didn't really expect it to take up so much time. And buying a house is also like really emotionally draining, especially in the market right now where it's like you put a offer on a house and then you get outbid by a ton and it's just an emotional roller coaster. So <laughs> January was a hard month for me personally. Had a lot going on with finding a new house and then also wrapping up a lot of projects at our old house. We renovated our kitchen, which took a ton of time. So <laughs> throughout the summit, we didn't have a sink or a lot of amenities in the kitchen. So <laughs> it was a little rough. January was a hard month. <laughs> Some other things from the summit that I learned was that I could have promoted it a lot more. I posted about it on Instagram and then through emails and then the speakers promoted it to their audiences as well. I think that I could have gone a little bit farther with the promotion of it. And I think that next time I would definitely try out paid ads in the future. Something I've experimented with a little bit um, with paid ads right now. I mean, I haven't done paid ads in a long time, but I know that Facebook and Instagram and the algorithm, it's getting increasingly harder, but I'm willing to try it out. And then in February, right after the summit, I launched BCA, which is signature course on uh, mastering brand strategy and offering it to your clients. And after the summit and with all of the things going on in my personal life in January, I really self-sabotaged with this launch. I just felt so burnt out that it was really hard for me to keep that momentum going. Um, if it wasn't for all of the scheduled emails that were in our email provider, like I don't think I would have even launched it. That's like the only way that we were able to make money off of it was from these emails. I think I only posted about it once to social media. I definitely self-sabotaged. I learned a lot about overworking and pushing myself. It was a lot. In February, I also did a lot of VIP days. I 
did one once a week. And I learned that that was too much for me. <laughs> Talking about all of this, I'm like, wow, January and February were really hard. <laughs> there was a lot going on. For client work in February, we did a lot of that. It was a lot of wrapping up different client projects. Timelines got a little bit messy for us projects being pushed back and then overlapping a little bit. It all got kind of piled up and felt a little bit chaotic, but it was still good. Everything went well. Next is March and March was a slower month as far as revenue and just things going on in general, but it was more, it was intentional after January and February being so busy, really needed some time to slow down and pull back. So I kind of think of it as either a slingshot month or a sewing month. So a slingshot month, I've heard it described as where you are intentionally pulling back in order to accelerate forward like a slingshot. Or I've heard it in as in terms of like sowing and harvesting. So you have periods of time where you're sowing seeds and then you have periods of time where you are harvesting when you sowed those seeds. So we need this intentional time of resting and pulling back, not going 100 miles per hour all the time. That's not sustainable. So having an either plan time where you're going to intentionally pull back or just taking note of when you do feel really burnt out or like you're doing too much of slowing down, that's totally okay. It's not sustainable to just keep going and going and going. So that was March for us. Even though it's still, I was writing down what we did in March. I'm like, wow, we still did a lot. We launched the podcast, which yay, so excited about it. Here we are. <laughs> and then we also planned and did a brand photo shoot which was really fun. And I also started to plan and get everything ready for a new thing that I'm hopefully launching really soon. I'm so excited about it. I don't think I've ever talked about it publicly yet, but it's going to be like a high touch done with you group program for other designers. And what I noticed from Brand Clarity Academy is I love the Q&A calls, but I'm not able to go really deep with someone's business. It's more of just taking one aspect and giving support in one area. So I'm really excited about this new program where it'll be a more of a holistic view of an entire design business and working with you really closely, really high touch with me and my team members where you'll have our eyes on your business. And I'm just so excited about it. I cannot wait. I'm just like, you know, when you get those ideas that like light you on fire and you cannot wait to like take action on them, that's one of them for me. I'm thrilled about it. <laughs> so hopefully you'll be seeing that in April. I'm very excited. So now that we've gone over like everything that we did and we launched and just like those bigger pieces to what happened each month, I want to talk about numbers. I was going to break this down into each month and get like really granular on each month's numbers, but it started to feel like reading off a spreadsheet, reading a profit and loss statement. I don't know. That seems really boring to me. So I'm going to do more of big picture numbers. I'm kind of scared to share real numbers because it's like one deeply personal and usually something that's not truly shared. And then also because some of these numbers might feel like really big and really expansive for one person. And then for another person, they might feel like really small. We're all on this different path and journey. And it can be really hard when we see different things of like comparing ourselves to other people. But I want you to know that we're all on our own journey and we're all in different places. And where someone is doesn't mean that 
you should be there or that you need to be there or that you can't be there. When I see someone sharing about like $100,000 month, I'm like, oh my gosh, why am I not there yet? But we're all on our own journey. It's really all just comes down to like what works for us. With that being said, I'm going to go over the total business revenue. So for quarter one, as of today, there's while I'm recording this, there's two more days left in March, but I doubt much will really change. Um, so, so far for quarter one, we're at $82,917. For full transparency, I also want to break down like where all of that money came from. So like which products or services they came from, especially since I know for like a lot of designers, we'll see people that are like designers, but also like have educational products or courses or programs. And sometimes it can be a little bit iffy of like where that money came from. Like, did it really come from client work or design work or did it come from other areas of the business? With that $82,917, 30,000 of it came from client work. And so that is from either bigger full custom projects And then it also came from some VIP days as well. $17,000 came from the summit. So the summit was totally free, but once someone signed up for the summit, they also had the option to upgrade into the VIP clarity pack, which was a bundle of different resources, recordings of the presentations and Q and a sessions and other resources for designers. And it was a pretty lower investment. I think $97 up to 197 and that 17,000 is after affiliate payout. So there was a pretty big handful of affiliate payouts that went out. Then after the summit was the Brand Clarity Academy launch. And as you remember, I totally self-sabotaged from this, but it still ended up being a $17,000 launch. So with it all said and done, I'm actually pretty happy. I was hoping for a larger launch. This was a smaller launch for this program. I've had in the past. I think we always think that like launches should always progressively get bigger as our audience gets bigger or as like the program gets bigger and we get more testimonials and reviews. And as like we put out more content and we're just like always working and snowballing these things to get bigger. Sometimes that's not always the case. Sometimes there is a flopped launch. And while I definitely don't think that $17,000 is a flopped launch, it was lower on the spectrum of BCA launches for me. Something that I'm dealing with that things don't always have to be progressively getting bigger. That's okay. I'm actually really happy with how this turned out, especially since it was just an email launch. There wasn't really much like social media post or a live webinar or really like a lot of effort put into it. So very happy with an easy flowing launch. There was $9,000 that came from evergreen course sales, like so through a funnel where people could purchase the course and then also through payment plans for the course through reoccurring revenue, like reoccurring monthly payment plans from past launches. About $9,000 came from the template shop. So that's either from show up website templates or from different templates that are geared towards designers. So that's a breakdown of all of the revenue and where it came from and different revenue streams. Now that we've talked about the fun stuff like revenue, let's talk about business expenses. I know not as fun, but you have to spend money to make money, that old trope. And in full transparency, I don't know 
exact, exact number since my bookkeeping for March still is in progress. I did spend around $64,000 in expenses, which leaves $18,000 in business profit. Of those expenses, that does include my own income. I am on payroll, so I don't include that in profit. It is part of a business expense for me. The biggest part of expenses is for payroll and payroll tax. The next biggest expense is education. So I invested in a program this quarter that was about $12,000. Definitely not something that I do every quarter. <laughs> I usually pick one big goal that I want to accomplish for the year and then find a program that's going to help support that goal. I think that it is so invaluable in investing in courses or programs or mentors to learn from people that have done it before you or that have helped people do the same things that you want to do. I think that it is one of the biggest things that have helped me grow my business. So it's definitely something that I take seriously and continue to do. Third biggest expense this quarter was in software and tech. Um, so that's just all of those small reoccurring monthly payments. It's always so surprising to me when I look at a uh, profit and loss statement and see how much I actually spend on software and tech each month. It boggles my mind how all of those like $50, $100 reoccurring monthly expenses add up. And that's for things like Loom or e email or website hosting or the software that I'm using right now to record this podcast for hosting the podcast, all of those small monthly expenses that start to add up. So I hope that that gives you a little bit of insight in like the revenue that's coming in and expenses that are going out and how things are always like continually flowing in and out of and that's our Q1 in a nutshell, what we accomplish for projects and revenue and expenses. If you listen to the first episode of this podcast, you might remember that my word for this year is fearless and to not only be fearlessly visible, but also set really fearless goals in business. I've been trying to dream up some big goals and projects for this year and wanted to start off Q1 with a really big one. And that was the Step into Clarity Summit, which was something that I had the idea for back in September, but had never done before. And I wasn't sure how to even get started, but we went for it. After that, my goal shifted again. The fun and kind of wild thing about being your own boss is that your goals and ideas for your business can change in an instant. So after the summit, the podcast became the next goal. I did not start the year out having, but still went for it with zero knowledge on how to start or distribute and hopefully scale it in the future. And now going into Q2, as I mentioned, my next goal or big project that I'm focusing on is to launch a new project program for designers that's going to be high touch and kind of like done with you that I'm so excited about and feel pulled to do it. Different seasons and quarters in your business will bring about different goals and ideas for where you want to take your business. I think a big step in growing a business that's often overlooked is reflecting on it when you can. Look back on your goals and it definitely doesn't have to be just business. It could be all areas of your life like personal or health goals. Tips for you on reflecting or getting started on this is like seeing where you're spending most of your time versus where you're seeing the impact from that time. So like what areas are bringing in the most money or where are you seeing the most growth in your personal life or with your health goals? Reflecting on what worked well and what could have gone better and what could you have learned from those different situations? And I think reflecting can also be 
a really great tool in seeing how far you've come. Sometimes we feel like we're not making any progress at all, or we have set really lofty goals and we just feel like we're not even close to reaching them. Taking that time to reflect and step back can be really eye-opening to see what you've accomplished so far. You can also take this time to like really think about your vision, see if you need to recalibrate. Are you still on track with where you want to go? Do you need to kind of take a different direction? Is what you're working on still feel aligned? And taking the time to think back on your past quarter or the last three months or the last season of your business gives you the time to slow down and really reflect. Think about what future you would want to happen next. And whether it's each week, month, or quarter, make sure to take the time to look back on what you accomplished, where your gains and losses were, what you could have done differently, what worked better than expected expected? And what ideas are you the most excited about to get started? And I think with business, we always have to be open to shifting and adjusting these goals too, as you continue to search for clarity in your business. Thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast episode. I love looking at the behind the scenes of a business and this podcast is for just that, the real conversations past the pretty designs. So let me know what you thought about my Q1 recap and if you end up doing your own and reflecting on your Q1, let me know what you figured out. Did you meet your goals? Did you exceed them? Send me a DM. Let me know if this is something that you want me to do for Q2. I would love to talk about it with you further. Thanks, friend. Thank you so much for joining me on this week's episode. I would be thrilled to know if any of this resonated with you. Send me a DM on Instagram at quillandco.design. I can't wait to continue this conversation. And of course, as always, I welcome your feedback on topics to cover going forward. So go ahead, send me a DM on Instagram. I cannot wait to say hi to you.